Years ago, two awkwardly shaped boys became best friends. That friendship grew over time. Then the two awkwardly shaped boys became men and got their own radio show. <laughs> what you're listening to right now is two best friends. It's Mikey and Bob. We've never seen each other naked. Not that we don't want to. It it just hasn't happened yet. Welcome to the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Uh hi. Hey. Weird dream last night. Okay. You know how uh, sometimes you'll go a day, maybe you'll uh, see a TV show, maybe you'll watch a movie, maybe you'll encounter something during the course of your day that it, it kind of dominates your thoughts, then, yeah. you dr- then you dream about it at night. Isn't that a kind of a weird phenomenon in humans? You know what I'm saying? Is that, that's happened to you before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you'll think about something earlier in the day. Or, you know, you watch something and then somehow that makes its way into your uh, dream. What a what a dream last night for me. It really was a dream come true. Uh, Vanna White, Wheel of Fortune. Me and Vanna wow. turning letters on the Wheel of Fortune board last night. Dreamed about Vanna White. Not really surprised because we were talking about Vanna White yesterday on the show. Now, was it detailed like... No, it wasn't. Or was it like you're on a tour and you're like, Vanna's like, come on over, tall guy. There were two things that happened in my dream last night with Vanna White. This is all I remember. There wasn't a big Wheel of Fortune uh, plot to this. All I remember was turning the letters in the Wheel of Fortune board over with Vanna White, like pressing the letters, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was pressing the high letters, you oh. know? Like I, I was getting you up. You were brought in. Yeah, I was getting up top. <laughs> I was getting up top to turn over the high letters on the Wheel of Fortune board. So Vanna, that's, Vanna can't reach here. But let me tell you, I remember it like it was real because I, I remembered you're so used to when you watch Wheel of Fortune Seeing the board, I was like, oh my gosh, there is only one person that gets to stand next to this giant board and look out at the audience and look out at Pat Sajak in the wheel. I'm like, this is a weird position to be in. And it felt so real. Like I was right there at the board with Vanna. And then... Was Pat there? uh, Yeah, Pat was there. I didn't have any interaction with Pat Sajak, though, the host of uh, Wheel of Fortune. But then, not only did I turn over letters, Vanna liked my performance so well by pressing the letters. I guess I did such a, a good job. By the way, I don't remember what I was wearing. I mean, hopefully a fancy gown. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Now I'm kind of disappointed. I should have at least looked down at my body and see if Vanna put me in a nice gown. What if you were nude? Oh, I don't know if that's allowed on Wheel of Fortune. That was my dream. Anything goes, I think. So Vanna liked my performance, hitting the letters so much. I got the invite to come make some puzzles with Vanna. Yeah, that's right. You were on the puzzle crew? Yeah. So Vanna White asked me to uh, come up with puzzles, and that's about the last thing I remember is being in like, we were in like a, like a conference room, and there were just papers all over the place, and Vanna White's asking me input. To come up with puzzles, but I don't remember actually coming up with uh, with puzzles. Now, was that like 
you woke up from that moment, or do you just yeah. remember it? Oh, no, that's... it was like that was the last thing I remember from my dream, and then the alarm goes off. Oh. So, so I don't know, man. See, I mean, if we didn't have to wake up so damn early and come in here during, doing this show, I could be making Wheel of Fortune puzzles with Vanna White right now as we speak. Damn it. This job ruins it again. Gotta wake up so damn early for all you bastards to come in here and do a radio show and try to entertain you and make you smile while you go to your job. I could be dreaming about making puzzles with Vanna White right now. Wow. Man, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe I'm wearing a gown. Maybe I'm naked with Vanna White. I don't know what's happening. But either way, I should not be doing the show right now. I should be making puzzles with Vanna White in my dreams. Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss. It is the uh, morning freak show. Starting the show this morning talking about my dream last night of me being part of Wheel of Fortune, working hand-in-hand, hand, turning over letters with uh, Vanna White. Uh, we were talking about Vanna White on the show yesterday, too. Uh, Justin tweeted us that Vanna White is also the vice president of puzzle development, and many of the categories and puzzles are Vanna's ideas. Uh, Shauna tweeted us that Vanna White makes $4 million a year. Because we were saying yesterday on the show, I, we, we threw out the argument there that there is nobody in the world that has a better job than Vanna White. And I'm not talking about somebody who, like, hit the lottery or something like that. I mean... I'm talking about somebody who has to go to work and actually do a job and get paid for it. Vanna White, I... Beat me, beat me with somebody. Because Vanna White's got the best job in the world. Might be better than hitting the lottery. I don't know about that. She's been doing it for years. Vanna White's probably... Stacks of money. Uh, Adam tweets that Vanna White makes more than Pat Sajak, too. Is that true? What? See how much Pat Sajak and Vanna White make. Because I, I feel like Pat has to do more in the show. Because he's hosting, and, and Pat Sajak has to act like he gives a flying crap about Debbie from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And, oh, your your kids and family are in the audience, huh, Debbie? All right, good luck. Uh, Pat should make a lot of money, too. No, say Jack makes $12 million, it says. $12 million a year? Yeah, yeah. Damn, man. And what's Vanna at? Four? Uh, it says Vanna. Well, I guess they just re, they renegotiated a contract to go till 2020. Yeah. So say Jack's getting 12 and Vanna's getting eight now. <laughs> I mean, Vanna White definitely has the best job in the world. Even better than Pat Sajak, and I don't think he's doing that much. You know, he's just hosting, and he, like I said, he has to act like he cares about the contestants on Wheel of Fortune. I did not expect to be talking about Wheel of Fortune this much to uh, start the show, but when you dream about Vanna White, there it is. Uh, Steve tweeted us that Wheel of Fortune only films 35 days a year. See, that's the other thing, too. Whenever there's a Wheel of Fortune, it's not like that's a live show. Those are taped, and they tape them like they'll do five episodes in a day or something like that. So if they're only filming 35 days a year, that's what? They're working three days a month? Unbelievable. Vanna White's getting $8 million a, a, a year Collecting to work money. like three days a, a month. Well, I mean, she works more than three days a month, though. They tape three days a month. But Van is behind the scenes coming up with puzzles and different things like that. You oh, know? And they, they fly to all the resorts and all the trips they give away. They're always, you know. Oh, yeah. So Van has got to, like, lay on the beach and yeah, act like yeah. she's, you know. It's not all easy. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I'm telling you, though, uh, find somebody who has a better job than Vanna White. 
And you can't wow. come at me with Pat Sajak because Pat's got too much work. Trebe- Trebek only makes $10 million a year. Man, Trebek needs to renegotiate. Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. So Pat Sajak makes more than... Pat Sajak makes more than Alex Trebek. Yeah. Which, that doesn't seem that insane, right? I mean, I don't know. Trebek is in that Vanna and Pat sandwich right there. I mean, so Vanna's at 8, Trebek's at 10, and Sajak's at 12? Is that how it is? Probably wow. more people watch Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> though, than Jeopardy, I would think. You think so? Guess how much Steve Harvey makes for feud. Oh, God. I don't even want to know. I mean, Steve Harvey should not make more than... This, this is just for feud, not like his other shows that he's Right, right, of. right. Or, yeah, okay. How much Steve Harvey making? 13. Oh, my God, man. What are we doing here? <laughs> but the more people watch Family Feud than Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy... Because Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy have been around forever. Well, Family Feud's been around forever, though, but I feel like Family Feud since Steve Harvey has been hosting for like the last decade or so, has uh, I, I feel like there's a whole new audience watching Family Feud now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just had an episode earlier this season where Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are on it. Like, Family Feud is is huge pop culture. So is Wheel of Fortune in, in Jeopardy, though, you know? Like, once, uh, once or twice a year, Alex Trebek will have a question on Jeopardy that'll, like, go viral where he'll be uh, rapping or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, I had a dream about Vanna White, and she's got the best job in the world. We, uh, we have been saying that Vanna White has probably the greatest job in the world. She comes up with some puzzles uh, on Wheel of Fortune. She turns the, uh, the letters over. They're digital now, so she just presses the letters. It's amazing. She doesn't even have to talk to anybody other than at the very end of a Wheel of Fortune episode where her and Pat Sajak have, what, 20 20 to 30 seconds of banter? Yeah, yeah. Which is usually just Vanna White, like, looking at him like he's crazy or something like that or laughing at something stupid he says. Now, Steve Harvey on Family Feud makes a couple million more than Pat Sajak, uh, Vanna White, and Alex Trebek. And that kind of stunned me because I thought Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, those are one and two right there. But now that I think about it, Steve Harvey on that show has to do a lot of work. I would say that Steve Harvey probably deserves a little more than them. Steve Harvey has to talk to all those crazy-ass family members. Mm-hmm. He's got to try to explain to Granny what the, you know, what the... What's up on the board? Like, Steve Harvey probably deserves to be that highest-paid game show host, when, I would When think, the right? crazy aunt answers penis, he has to, like, pause dramatically. Right, right, right. No, that's, like, the, that's the best part about Steve Harvey's job on Wheel of Fortune. When somebody says a, a body part or something ridiculous as an answer or something just completely stupid that makes no sense, then Steve Harvey can milk it and stare blankly into space for 45 seconds with his glorious mustache and just think, I am getting paid millions of dollars to do this, and I love everything about it. And then he taps back in and goes, okay, Granny, let's see if that's on the board. It's not. Uh, Joe tweets us here with one. This one might be up there, too. This one might challenge Vanna White. Boxing ring announcer Michael Buffer. Whoa. Okay, see how much Michael Buffer makes, like, per fight or how much his net worth is or something like that. Because Michael Buffer, if you don't know, that's the guy who, when there's a big fight, big boxing match, something like that, 
He is the guy in the ring who gets the microphone, tells you who's fighting, and then says, let's get ready to rumble, which I believe he has that trademark. He does. So anytime anybody uses that, let, let's get ready to rumble, that dude is cashing checks. Michael Buffer might beat Vanna White. The only, the only part about Michael Buffer's job that I think is hard is that sometimes, you know, if there's like foreign fighters and everything, he has to make sure he has their pronunciation down, you know, down pat. So he's got I some mean, difficult pronunciation there. So he actually has to try. I don't think Van like Vanna White's not pronouncing anybody's name, you know? Vanna White's not even close to being on Michael Buffer's level. How, not not so, even close. Okay, so we have a new leader in the clubhouse is what you're saying for the greatest job in the world. Is it Michael Buffer, the boxing ring announcer? Uh, I think so. Overall, he's worth $400 million. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Depending what the phrase is used in, whether he says <laughs> it or not, it ranges from $25,000 to a million. Woo! Oh, so, so if somebody wants to use, whether he says it or not, the phrase, let's get ready to rumble in like a movie or a TV show. Video game, yeah, anything. That dude is getting at least 25000 Yep. And sometimes he'll just be like, give me a million dollars. Yeah. So you got to think he's getting even more anytime he's in like a TV show or a movie saying it. That's amazing. So what is Vanna White's net worth, though? If Michael Buffer is worth $400 million, like how much is Vanna White worth? Hold on. Because Michael Buffer is getting a lot every time he says, or let's get ready to rumble is used. But what's that Vanna White like net worth? Do you have that? Yeah. I, I love do. how I'm just throwing things out like this to you. Right, what's Vanna White worth there? Uh, it says between 50 and $60 million. Oh, so she's not even close to Michael Buffer. That's it's incredible. Plenty of money. It's I will, plenty hey, of money. It but. is, but I, we got a new leader in the clubhouse then. Michael Buffer has the greatest job in the world. Yeah. Now, granted, every now and then he'll get some foreign fighter that has a weird name that he might not be able to pronounce and really has to learn the pronunciation of that, but that is probably the hardest that guy has to work. That's incredible, man. Good for Michael Buffer. I, I still think I might want Vanna White's job, though, even though she ain't making what Michael Buffer's making. Man, that is amazing. Uh, What the hell did the Pirates do? Did the Pirates go all in at the trade deadline? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, earlier uh, they got that reliever, Keona Kella, from uh, the Texas Rangers. And yesterday, right before the end of the trade deadline, the Pirates get maybe uh, maybe the big one of the biggest names to go at the trade deadline as far as uh, pitchers go, getting starting pitcher Chris Archer from uh, Tampa Bay trading uh, – Outfielder Austin Meadows and uh, Tyler Glasnow, the uh, the pitcher. Uh, Tyler Glasnow has never really uh, has never really, I guess, reached his potential. He's always been this guy we've been hearing about who's supposed to be awesome. He's never really reached his potential in the majors. Not saying that he won't, but maybe he just needs a change of change of scenery. It hasn't worked out with the Pirates, right? Uh, I'm not too sad about losing Tyler Glasnow. Uh, Austin Meadows could be a good player. Problem is. The way the Pirates outfield is currently constructed, you they're, got they're unreal. You yeah. got Polanco, you got Marte, and now you have Corey Dickerson, who they got from uh, Tampa Bay, um, you know, to start this season. Well, Austin Meadows was always the guy that was supposed to be like the, the next cut replacement, right? Yeah, you know, and yeah. That, then we got 
We got Corey Dickerson. Corey Dickerson, and that kind of went away. So now what they need to do to really make the uh, the Austin Meadows kind of trade go how it's supposed to is they need to sign Corey Dickerson to a, a longer-term deal probably, right? But either way, they're getting a top-of-the-rotation pitcher, uh, a solid starting pitcher in uh, Chris Archer. Now, Pirates outfielder Corey Dickerson uh, did play with him in Tampa Bay. He tweeted out a picture of him and Chris Archer pounding fists and giving the thumbs up and it uh it said can't wait for many more thumbs up buttercup a pre-gra- uh, pre-game tradition between chris archer and my son davis pirates fans we are lucky to have him in the 412 y'all will love him too and probably should have used the yins there but uh, you're new at this Corey dickerson it's okay chris archer uh tweeting when the trade news came black and yellow black and yellow all right well he knows that it's got the colors in the song down, so All right. yeah, might as well uh, embrace him. So it 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 never really usually happens like that for the Pirates, where they're willing to trade some younger guys who maybe in a few years might be uh, might be okay, but without really ruining the outfield, mm-hmm. and without Tyler Glasnow being this like can't miss sort Main of pitching piece, prospect, yeah. might as well and listen. And they're close. Not saying that they're going to win the World Series this year, but they're close right now. And I think what I think a lot of what happened is with the attendance being down so much this year, and people just being so negative about the Pirates, including us, because I have not cared about the Pirates at all this year. I'm starting to get a little bucko tingle right now, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I, you think it kind of forced their hand because everything was just kind of like, Meh. I think so. I think it was it was upper management's way of trying to get some fans back. But I also think that you got to give a lot of credit to the current Pirates roster because Neil Huntington, the Pirates general manager, challenged them like a few weeks before the trade deadline. Remember? A few weeks before the All-Star break. Literally like a month before, yeah. When, When the Pirates were just out of it. The Pirates sucked. And he challenged him and said, listen, if this doesn't turn around, obviously we have to reevaluate the team. Guys are moving. May may lose some core guys and stuff like that. And then the Pirates went on that crazy tear where they won like 11 or 12 straight and everything, and they kind of turned the whole season around, Mm -hmm. which forced upper management's hand. So I think Neil Huntington may have lit a fire under the, the player's ass that he didn't even maybe know he was lighting to where... They forced upper management's hand to do something because the players would have been mad if uh, if I I think the players would have been more angry uh, than the fans if they didn't make any moves because the players yeah, said hey we yeah. got you this close yeah. can you go get us something that may at least may at least give us a wild card may at least give us a chance I think a lot of fans you know had already tapped out and didn't expect much but either way you got to give the Pirates credit for at least making a move. And no, we're not going to read Pirates Facebook comments about it because we've we've read so many Pirates Facebook comments. I'm just beaten down by it. I think most people are accepted with this trade. I think that most people have accepted it. Just like, hey, wow, the Pirates actually uh, making a move here. I mean, this is nothing you should be sad about. This is what you've been waiting for if you're a Pirates fan. Yeah. And if you're the person that's boycotting the team this year and you look at the way that you presented it where it's just like, it actually forced their hand to make something exciting happen. Yeah. Then you did your job too. Uh, and the Pirates beat the first place Cubs last night, five to four. Unreal. Yeah. So they're six games back in the NL Central from the Cubs and Brewers, and only three games out of a wild card spot. Now uh, they're at home tonight uh, again versus Chicago. They keep chipping away at it. And now with a you know a couple of new pitchers, starting pitcher and uh, a reliever coming in. Who the hell knows what happens with the Pirates this season? But I think you kind of have to applaud the players 
and even the front office for what happened at the uh, trade deadline yesterday. But no, no Pirates Facebook comments. I think most people are happy with this, even if there are a couple people who are bitching, complaining about nutting. I just don't even want to hear it this morning. We've we've read too many Pirates Facebook comments already this season. I just don't care to go there. Follow and tweet the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Got a tweet here from uh, Mike. Turned on Mikey and Bob. The first thing I hear is Mikey screaming, Who milked the camel? At FS Mikey and at FS Big Bob. Uh, apparently, there's a rumor here 20th Century Fox is in early development for a prequel to the 1993 baseball cult classic movie, The Sandlot. Okay. Uh, the Sandlot featured uh, a story that centered around Scotty Smalls, who, after moving to a new neighborhood, uh, became friends with a group of boys who play baseball at the Sandlot, and they get into wild adventures with there's there's a big dog called I mean, it's the just Beast a and everything. Yeah. It is. The Sandlot's awesome. I watched it not too, uh, not too long ago with my daughter uh, Addison for the first time. She absolutely loved it, uh, to the point where I got her, I think we got her, we got her a uh, You're Killing Me Small shirt. You know the uh, the fat kid, mm-hmm. uh, the great Hambino Ham. Yeah, uh, he says the classic line, "You're killing me, Smalls." When the kid Scotty Smalls has no idea about baseball, you know, or Babe Ruth, the great Bambino, uh, he says the famous line in the movie, maybe the best line in the movie, "You're killing me, Smalls." Right. So we got her a shirt that says, "You're killing me, Smalls." Here's here's my problem though. I have seen so many Sandlot shirts. That have been made with the phrase "You're killing me, Smalls" on it. That that has a picture of an of another scene of the movie. Like I've seen shirts it's not where even the right reference. It's got the great Hambino like pointing out to the outfield, calling his shot, and it says "You're killing me, Smalls." I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. He doesn't say that line at that time in the movie. Like you either just make a shirt with the phrase "You're killing me, Smalls" on it, yeah, or or put it with the correct scene in the movie i've seen ones that have like the whole cast like all the boys in the sandlot and it just says you're killing me smalls and it like what they didn't all say it only the fat kid said it it's it only great hambino says it did you see by the way the actor who played uh, the great hambino saw some guy walking down the street with his shirt that that said you're killing me smalls on it with a picture of him yeah that guy went, all grown up freaks me out though went up to him and got a picture and the guy had no clue that it was him on on his shirt didn't like make the connection why does he freak you out as because, a grown up cuz he looks like he did when he was like yeah. kind of 13 14 years old in that I movie mean, exactly like he did yeah, his face it, didn't change he doesn't seem like he's grown at all you're no, right no, and he's weird. he's got to be what like a 40 45 year old man now yeah yeah uh, i'm just i'm just making sure listen if you're going to get a sandlot shirt that says you're killing me smalls make sure you get it with just the picture of the great hambino on it and make sure it's the damn right scene in the movie cuz i'm telling you if you look for that shirt online there's like 50 different ones that you can buy. They don't even and make sense. Most of them are incorrect. What a random thing for me to get angry about. Uh, right now, it is time for today in Freak Show History. Uh, brought to us by our friends at Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome, Welcome to Moe's. Here we go. Today in Freak, Freak Show History. Uh, today in Freak Show history, today we take you back a few years on the show uh, where we were first introduced to the phenomenon of uh, train foamers. 
Uh, train foamer, if you look up the definition, is a person who foams at the mouth when they see a train. So there was this uh, grown man <laughs> who would videotape trains and get really excited when he would see, like, rare trains pass by. This, I guess, is what we call a train foamer. Ah, I've been waiting for this moment for months, and it's finally here. I'm finally going to get a heritage unit on camera. Yeah! All right. Exciting. Look at that. A 1953 E8. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Listen to that bell. Listen to the bell. Oh, my God. Woo! Listen to that horn. This dude is losing his mind over this train. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. she's beautiful. Yeah. She is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. All right. This is special. This is special. (laughs) This guy's body cannot handle this train anymore. That horn gives me the chills. That sounds like a little bit more than the chills right there, my friend. This is fantastic. Check those pants. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Can't even talk. It's like he's getting shocked with a joyful taser. Yeah. Every yeah. time the train honks the horn. <laughs> ah! Ah! Woo! Listen to that horn. Oh my gosh, look oh. at that. Oh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. This guy was not making love or anything. He was watching a train. Ah! Oh my god! Yeah! She's beautiful! Yeah! She is beautiful! beautiful. Yeah! Oh. Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss. It is the uh, morning freak show. Taylor Swift tickets coming up around 7.30 and 8.30 uh, this morning in the show. Ashley just tweets us here about the Sandlot. The great Hambino says, you're killing me, Smalls, during the s'mores scene. All right, where he's making s'mores. Did I say something different? I know I raged that people always make shirts from the Sandlot. I think you just gave a couple examples of the shirts that they made. I don't think you, you said, like... Any specific which one? Oh no, she said. I said that he says it when he's trying to explain baseball to him. I completely got it. I, listen, I don't care anymore. Either way, ninety-five percent of Sandlot shirts suck because it's not the right scene. You just got to have. I guess it's the s'mores scene. But if you just got the picture of the, I'm stopping myself right now because I no longer care about this, and it does sound like I got it wrong. But I got my daughter the right shirt. Because, yeah, not that shirt right there where the great Hambino's playing baseball and it says, you're killing me, Smalls. All those shirts should be confiscated and lit on fire. It's the wrong scene. So fired up. I need to calm down. It's just a shirt, man. Is it hot in here today? It is. It's humid. Like, I am sweating my ass off right now. Now, granted, I'm fired up about the Sandlot for no apparent reason whatsoever. But I'm sweaty. And I have no idea, I have no idea why. Can we get to a Florida story now? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, right. we can go there. Uh, From time to time on the show, almost an everyday occurrence, we uh, go down to Florida. Always weird things happening down in the state of Florida. Here we go. 
Attention all listeners of The Freak Show. It's time to travel to the Sunshine State. Yes. It happened again. It's It's another Florida story. Driven by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. This happened in Indian Town, Florida. A woman was jailed on DUI and drug charges, but she got into more trouble after investigators report she spent quite some time extracting stuff from her rear end. 38-year-old Leona Hubbard was stopped uh, during a traffic stop. Uh, Deputies say she was driving erratically. A deputy uh, smelled burning marijuana and saw a vape pen. Her eyes were glassy. Her speech was slurred. She agreed to take field sobriety tests, saying that she could perform them. She oh, noted, sure. She noted that she couldn't put all the weight on her left leg, though, because she had a boob job weeks earlier, but she was okay. Right. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Does that throw off your balance, I guess, maybe? It's these boobs, officer. I, I'm not used to these yet. I might be a little wobbly when I try. <laughs> that's a good excuse, isn't it? <laughs> uh, after she did some field sobriety tests, she was arrested on a DUI charge. Uh, they found uh, different items on her, including vape pens, brass knuckles, a pocket knife, some weed. At the jail, a corporal reported she was acting strange and squirming in her seat. Uh-oh. 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 The report states at one point she then tried to pull something from her butt. Somebody had an itchy Florida fanny pack back wow. there is what it sounds like. Do we have we have a Florida fanny pack situation here? So she thinks, all right. They What's got, in the fanny they, pack? They got some of the stuff, but they haven't found my jackpot yet. They, so, they got my vape pen and my brass knuckles. She's squirming all around. I mean, listen, I'd be squirming too if I had things up there. Uh, yeah. Then I, I knew I would have to pull out at some point, right? Uh, yep. So she's squirming all She's squirming all around in her seat. Cops are just watching. It's like, what is wrong? So officers come up to her. They're like, uh, you okay and everything? And she told the officer she was, are you ready for the quote here? Just fiddling with my rear. <laughs> all right. If you're the officer and this lady's squirming in her seat, you've already found different things on her. Just fiddling. And she tells you she's just fiddling with her rear. You can't let her go, right? Like, you you got to investigate, right? If somebody who is just taken into the station says they're fiddling with their rear, yeah, yeah. you then have to go find what they're fiddling at, what, don't you? What's causing that fiddling, boss? By, by the way, listen, what a horrible thing for an officer to hear, right? At any point, if you are a police officer and you hear somebody tell you they're just fiddling with their rear, yeah. I don't know if there there is no good situation that comes out of that at all. There is no good situation where it's just a law-abiding citizen just fiddling with my rear. All right, carry on with your day then. I mean, that cop at that point should get like fiddling with your rear overtime where it's like paying a half. Hazard pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fiddling with the rear hazard pay. Uh, They put her on a toilet. Deputies fished out two baggies full of pills. Oh, my. Just fiddling with my rear. Florida making the show once again. Weird story out of Ohio. Let's get to this here. Attention all listeners of The Freak Show. The wonderful state of Ohio has made the show again. Yeah. Uh, A weird story about taxidermy. 
uh, mm-hmm. in Ohio making the uh, the show here. A lot going on here. A woman walks into her front door and finds her taxidermied animals moved around. Okay, somebody moved this woman's taxidermy. Let's get to the details. Yeah, you, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, you could make it up. You could make this stuff up. You could. Someone broke into a young woman's home, yeah. stole a radio, and rearranged her stuffed animals. Okay, I, since when have we been calling? I mean, technically they are stuffed animals, but right, I think right. of stuffed animals more as kids. Like plushy plush, something yeah. you get for a kid. It's like a teddy bear. Who calls their taxidermy stuffed animals? That's are, just, they're full-on taxidermy. That's the wrong term, I think. He even added his own touch. Okay. Mindy Marshall's usual stuff at the house she's remodeling turns scary fast. I walked in the front door like normal, and the first thing I saw straight ahead was um, the window propped open with a box. All right, so somebody broke into her house. Inside mm-hmm. was the stuffed deer head yep. she and her fiancé owned. Uh-oh. That's not all officers found. All right, so the stuffed deer head was out of place, so she <laughs> thought, oh boy. It was peekabooing through the window. That deer ain't supposed to be there, but that's not it. The thief had rearranged Marshall's other taxidermied animals. Hey, what do you think when you walk into your home that's full of taxidermy and the animals have come to life when you are gone and they're in different spots. They moved this boar head and placed a beer in this raccoon's hands. Okay, hold on. Whoever moved the taxidermy around gave uh, the party (laughs) raccoon gave the raccoon a beer? Do, hold on. Do we have a Toy Story situation on our hands here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know in the Pixar movie, uh, the, the Toy Story movies for Pixar, right? The toys, all of Andy's toys come to life when he leaves the room. Is that how taxidermy works too? Like if you have taxidermy in your house, you got a bunch of dead stuffed animals, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, when you leave, do they then come alive? So maybe this lady left her house and all her taxidermized animals behind and, you know, all the taxidermized animals said she's going to be gone for a while. Let's, Listen, let's get it. We can all relax. Let's have a party. So she comes back earlier than expected. The stupid ass deer was the lookout because he's looking out the window. The deer doesn't alert everybody uh-huh. in enough time, so everybody gets frozen in different positions, and the damn raccoon got caught with a cold one. That led officers to some answers. The, the beer was still cold. Okay, the beer. You're damn right. The, the taxidermized raccoon's right. beer is still cold. So it was obviously taken out of the refrigerator. Okay, is this Ohio CSI going wow. on right now? <laughs> Placed in the raccoon's hand. It was still cold, so. The raccoon's got a cold one. We Listen, we knew I, that. That the culprit's asshole. The culprit had to be near because the raccoon's beer was still cold. Yeah. Time is probably right around close to when we when we received the call. Okay, yeah. Laughable yeah. to some, yeah. this was no joke to Marshall. Yeah. I could have walked into this by myself if they were still, you know, there for that yeah. amount of time that they had time to arrange everything like that. Okay, well, listen, uh, we we have broken this down. I don't even think it was a human that burglarized your home. No, huh? I think the animals just came to life. There were several valuables not stolen, okay. like these guitars. Cars, tools, and a laptop. I see. They didn't even take any valuables. Okay, the animals came to life, woman. They came to life is what happened here. Marshall says the incident was odd. Immediately in my mind, I thought, this is someone who knows us. If they are caught, they could face a felony charge of burglary. All right, if somebody really did this, if a human really did this, uh, they could face a felony for going in and rearranging (laughs) this woman's taxidermy. (laughs) But we have now uh, come up with the theory 
that if you have enough taxidermy, I would say you have to have at least five dead stuffed animals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least five. When you leave the uh, the, the your home, mm-hmm. they come to life. It is a very Toy Story like situation. Except they drink beers. Yeah, the ra- well, the raccoon at least. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the other animals just like to congregate and speak amongst themselves. Maybe watch some TV. But the damn raccoon's an alcoholic. <laughs> And they caught him with the beer. And he's got a cold one, too. So he must have just got it out of the fridge. Ohio oddly making the show once again. Taylor Swift tickets in five minutes. Stick around. Now, we were sent this Florida story earlier in the week. We talked about this story earlier in the week. Always weird things happening down in Florida. Earlier in the week, we covered a story out of Florida where a guy ran into a convenience store. Uh, into the beer cooler, mm-hmm. yelling at people with an alligator. He had he was obviously drunk, had an alligator, and he was just carrying around this. I think it was a two or three foot alligator. Yeah, yeah. He just ran into this beer cooler with it and was just running around wild, yelling about beer and everything like that. We covered that story on the show. I mean, that's as Florida as it gets. Right. But people kept sending us this clip uh, about it. I'm like, yeah, we talked about this earlier in the week. We talked about this earlier in the week. But little did I know, a news station down in Jacksonville, Florida, this from CBS 47, interviewed the guy. So we are now taking this story to the next level here. So this was a guy who ran into a beer cooler with a live alligator yelling at people. And now the interview. We spoke to the man just outside of this convenience store where it all happened. And he ran in through this front door before standing about here and saying, where is the beer? Yeah, where is the beer while holding an alligator? Then he moves through this aisle before ending up in the back corner of the store with that gator in hand yep. walking into the beer fridge. All right, now let's hear from the guy who was drunk uh, yelling yep, in a yep. beer cooler with an alligator. No recollection of that happening at all. Yep, doesn't remember a damn thing. At all. This store sells some good liquor. <laughs> and I drank a lot of it that night. This... T- <laughs> I mean, what a line. This store sells some good liquor, and I drank a lot of it that night. The viral video shows Robbie Stratton running through a convenience store with an alligator in his hands. Oh, I love it. He takes the animal in the beer fridge as well. I don't even remember coming up here. I don't even remember coming up here. This store sells some good, good liquor, liquor, and I had a lot of it that night. We asked Stratton where the alligator came from. No yeah. clue. No clue. Okay, no clue. Gator. I don't even remember gator. Where'd you get the gator from, boss? Because listen, if it's just a drunk guy running in yelling in the beer fridge, it's no big deal. Yeah. But he's down in Florida, and if he's carrying alligator, then we got a story here. Then you know this is going to be all over the internet, right? Where'd you get the alligator, boss? No clue. No clue. But I know they do sell some good liquor here. Not a little bit too much of it that night. I literally came to the store, yeah. and he was in the back of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the gator was just in the back of the truck? Is that? Yeah, the guy has no going? clue where he got the alligator from. Listen, an alligator's not going to climb in the back of your truck. That's not how alligators work. An uh, alligator's <laughs> not going to just let you pick it up and carry it around. Now, this dude definitely got drunk and found himself an alligator somewhere. Hey, what I did was stupid, and uh, I'll be facing some charges here soon. And- this guy seems pretty cool and calm about it, though. Yeah, what I did was stupid. The sell, this store sells some good liquor. Good liquor. I had too much of it. You know, probably face some charges. Probably go to jail. Yeah. Probably not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Probably <laughs> go to jail. Probably not. Gator we'll what gator? This guy is completely calm. I feel like this guy's not going to go to jail, though. 
I feel like, he, you know, he might get off with, like, a misdemeanor or something like that. He's probably going to get, like, drunk uh, drunk in public, drunk he wasn't disorderly even playing or something it. like that. He wasn't even playing it like I was just trying to be funny or something stupid like that. He's no. like, I don't remember. I don't remember the gator. He's All like, I know. good they, liquor they in there. some good liquor. I was doing a little. I had a taste of it. I had a little bit too much. He says he regrets his decision, <laughs> yeah. and he's been in contact with the FWC. <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, Florida Wildlife Commission. <laughs> So, uh, I don't, you know, the alligator wasn't hurt or anything in it. I don't know what, you just got to charge him with Florida, I think. That's when you got, they, they should have a law in Florida where you just charge people with Florida. I don't think that man should face jail time. He got way too drunk, didn't know what he was doing. Nobody got hurt. Probably scared a few people. Probably scared an alligator. They should put one of those ankle bracelets on to make sure he doesn't escape the state. <laughs> Okay. Like when you get charged with Florida, that should be the penalty. <laughs> okay. You have to stay in Florida for the, for the, the next five years? You can't spread this anyplace else. <laughs> okay. We don't want to move this up to Georgia Hell or up no. the coast. Hell no. You got drunk with an alligator. You got to stay in Florida for the next five years. Florida making the show once again. 96 lunches. Mikey and Bob, 96 on Kiss. It is the uh, morning freak show. Uh, coming Friday, August 24th, taking the party to the Gateway Clipper. Uh, Nurses Rock Party presented by UPMC. Our buddy DJ Scottro will be uh, playing the music for the night. We love the nurses here at 961 Kiss. We appreciate all the nurses. Nurses, bring your friends and family. Come out and party on the Gateway Clipper. Uh, we just want to uh, salute and support all the nurses out there. So, uh, nurses, bring your friends, bring your family, bring your coworkers. Nurses Rock Party, Friday, August 24th, on the Gateway Clipper, presented by UPMC for all the info and tickets. 961kiss.com slash nurses rock. That's 961kiss.com slash nurses rock. What a fun night that sounds like, right? A celebration for yeah, the nurses. A bunch of boozed up nurses just easing that pain of work. They've seen some things before, you know? They've wiped some things before. <laughs> They deserve a night out. Nurses Rock presented by UPMC. Again, 961kiss.com slash Nurses Rock for all the details and your tickets. It's time to start a new naked streak on the show. Yesterday, we did not cover a story with somebody getting naked. Sorry. It ended. We had a streak going for 39 straight shows in a row where somebody would do something and get naked and we covered it on the show. And we didn't have a naked story on the show yesterday. It, it just didn't happen. We weren't going to force it. It just didn't happen. No nudity on the show yesterday. Today, though, completely different story. It is time for a naked story. Here we go. Whoa! It happened again. Someone decided to get naked. It's time for another naked story on the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show with Mikey and Big Bab. By the way, I feel like we need naked stories sponsored by somebody now, you know? Like Florida stories and Facebook comments are sponsored by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. Like, I feel like naked stories are such a thing on the show now. I feel like they need a sponsorship attached to them. To let us know it's real. Yeah, know? who's ready to sign on for that? <laughs> Who wants to sponsor naked people? I mean, <laughs> we just had 39 straight shows with naked people. I mean, it's this pretty is much the greatest sponsorship possible. <laughs> Who would sponsor the naked people segment on our show, though? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, uh, North Carolina, we have a naked man. This happened in Rock Hill, North Carolina. Uh, 23-year-old Jaden Johnson was released from a North Carolina prison. Wow. 
uh, but was arrested again after uh, found standing fully nude in a bank parking lot. Oh, no. 23 years old, uh, Jaden Johnson got released from prison, and they found him standing naked in the parking lot of a Wells Fargo. People walking by told officers that he'd been standing in the lot naked for several minutes. Uh, officers showed up, reportedly asked him to identify himself. He refused. <laughs> They then found a North Carolina inmate identification nearby in a brown paper bag. Uh, He was just released uh, just like the day before from a prison after uh, being convicted of breaking and entering weapons and willful destruction of property. I don't know what he did to get himself in prison, but they released him from prison. Is that just the guy who wants to be in prison? Why take it to the bank? I feel like you don't learn your lesson there (laughs) in prison. You're not rehabilitated if within a few days of being released, you're naked in a bank parking lot. I feel like that's a guy who just misses his jail friends. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. he doesn't have friends and family on the uh, on the outside, you know? It's like, how do I go back? Let, you me know, pull, let me pull these pants down. But maybe he didn't want to commit another crime. He didn't want to do a breaking and entering. He didn't want weapons to be involved. He didn't want to destroy property. So he's like, man, you know what? I really got to get back to prison. I miss the guys back there, man. We had a good time, you know? He probably ran with the crew. Sure, sure. He got, you know, it probably wasn't good, but he got fed. Got, you know, got three meals a day or whatever. Yeah, maybe a couple hours of exercise. I imagine he get used to it, you know, missing his friends. So this guy just thought, all right, what can I do that's simple and that will get me back to prison? I don't want to hurt anybody or anything. Oh, let me just take these pants off. Back to prison he goes. Naked people, the streak is back. Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss. It's the uh, Morning Freak Show. More Taylor Swift tickets coming up around 8.30 on the show. Is it raining out there? It looks kind of uh, nasty. Yeah, it's wet. High today, 79 degrees. We got some scattered showers. Thunderstorms happening today. It's rainy out there right now. At least in Green Tree. I mean, this time of year, it's amazing to watch the parkway and they just see, like, no traffic. Just like, I think, everybody on vacation? I think All people right. have been steadily taking vacations from, like, 4th of July on. Like, 4th of July... From like that week, that weekend, until kids really start going back to school towards the end of August, I think it's just it's just get that vacation in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just like super vacation time. But you're right though, Parkway traffic. It changes. It's so weird to see. Uh, Jessica just tweets us here. 39 shows in a row of Naked Story is literally almost eight weeks straight of Naked Stories. Yeah, we had a good run. 39 shows in a row we did of. Uh, of of naked stories uh sos tweets is here just tuned into the show this morning to hear we didn't cover a naked story yesterday 39 shows it was a great run now we just restart the counter uh yeah it's uh now at one because we just talked about a naked guy who got out of prison and apparently wanted to go back to prison because then he just got naked in a bank parking lot or he just didn't really know how the bank worked <laughs> you think that's it too i don't know he's been gone for so long that he walked up to an atm and when it asked for identification, he just dropped his pants. <laughs> T-Whip tweets us here. How much for the naked sponsorship? I own an electrical company and could be interested. I got another tweet here. Send me info on how to sponsor naked stories oh, and how much it'll cost. A bidding war. Uh, well, we just completely made this sponsorship up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. 
I have no idea because we just made it up. We have not talked to our sales department about this yet. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Call the main office number. Just Google iHeartRadio Pittsburgh and ask for somebody in uh, the 961 Kiss sales department after 10 o'clock and just say you want to sponsor Naked Stories. I don't know. We won't refuse your money here. What did you just tweet? Oh, man. What do you what? do? I mean, why would you do this? Uh, Chris Archer. I wanted to be welcoming. Okay. He's new. Uh, the Pirates beat the uh, the Cubs last night. They are, uh, I mean, they're getting close. Five to four, they beat the Cubs last night. They're six games back in the NL Central from the Cubs and the Brewers. They're three games back of a wild card spot. But yesterday at the trade deadline, the Pirates, uh, very uncharacteristic-like. They, they kind of went all in. You know, they got that uh, they got that closer, Keone Kella from the Rangers. And then yesterday, the big trade, sending outfielder Austin Meadows, pitcher Tyler Glasnow to the Tampa Bay Rays for pitcher Chris Archer. Uh, Chris Archer used to play with uh, Corey Dickerson, who is now the Pirates outfielder. So they're back together. That's fun. Uh, so Chris, uh, Chris Archer, pretty good pitcher. Yeah. Um, he is on his way to Pittsburgh now. I see Chris Archer uh, just tweeted, coffee recommendations in Pittsburgh. I like high-quality coffee in a nice spot to read, relax, and listen to music. Uh, so Bob tweets new Pirates pitcher Chris Archer back with uh, open invite. I have a bathtub a Bluetooth speaker, and a Keurig machine at the house. All right. I just wanted, I mean, people you are, know. People are already retweeting it. He's and... coming to a new city. I wanted to make him feel welcome. He's going to click on your, your profile and see the, you're, you're a, a large man with 88,000 followers with a, on with Twitter. A nice, with a nice bathtub. and. I mean, what is that guy thinking? If new Pirates pitcher Chris Archer is really just, you know, he's probably flying here on his way to Pittsburgh or something. If he's thinking like, oh, let's see how these Bucko fans are accepting me. And he's like, oh, who is this? Big Bob. Open invite. I have a bathtub, a Bluetooth speaker, and a Keurig machine at the house. Who's this guy? Just some cream. Oh, 88,000 followers he has. Who the hell is this guy? It's a hell of a first impression. Uh, very welcoming, though, Bob. Sure. I'm just trying to be nice. What if he just says, okay, I'll be over uh, sometime this week? I better set up that Bluetooth speaker. Get it ready to go. Weird. I never even get the invite to come swim in your pool. And all of a sudden, this Chris Archer, who's supposed to be a good pitcher, walks into your life. And all of a sudden, the bathtub's open. The Keurig machine is open. The Bluetooth speaker with maybe sensual music is open. And how many years have I been asking just for an invite to come swim in your damn swimming pool when it gets hot in the summer? I can't even get that. All I want's a pool party. Nobody even has to come except me and you. I just how wanna... about Chris? Can Chris come? There we go. Why not? Where's uh, Keone? Why don't you invite Keone? Keone Kella. Find him on Twitter. The guy we got from the Texas Rangers. Okay. Invite him to the pool party. Are we having a pool or a bathtub party? Chris Archer's in the bathtub. Keone's in the pool. Uh, the Pirates got a new pitcher. Made a big trade at the trade deadline, getting Chris Archer from uh, Tampa Bay. Yep. Sending uh, Austin Meadows. Uh, who else did they send down there? Glass now. Oh, yeah, Tyler Glass now. 
Uh, so Chris Archer is on his way to Pittsburgh. Bob tweeted him. And uh, Chris Archer was looking for a coffee place. Uh, Bob tweeted him and uh, said, open invite. I have a bathtub, a Bluetooth speaker, and a Keurig machine at my house. Christy tweets, you guys need to have Chris Archer on the show as one of your few guests so he can give an answer to Bob's bathtub party invitation. Yeah, we don't have any guests on the show. I, I don't know why. It's kind of by choice. I just don't really like talking to people. <laughs> We don't like talking to people that just have things to promote. I don't know. It just, I just don't really care. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Like whenever we have guests on the show, we usually have fun with them, and it's usually a little bit different, but I just don't know. Like, me and Bob aren't even good at doing a radio show, let alone interviewing people. Like, to have, like, some type <laughs> of, like, I don't know, baseball expert guest to talk about Chris Archer this we, morning. We should have. We should have had a trade deadline guest, man. Come on. Well, should I have, like, a local sports guy or somebody who writes for, like, MLB.com or somebody on the MLB network? Come on, damn it! I want to be like every other morning show! Give me a baseball expert now! Those morning shows are just filling time. Okay, hold on. We should get a baseball expert on. Just to ask if they think, like, let's get somebody on from Tampa... Who, who has been following new Pirates pitcher Chris Archer. Because from everything, it seems seems like he's a very nice guy, not only on the field, but off the field. Does a lot of work in the community, does a lot of charity work and stuff too. Let's get uh, a uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays uh, baseball expert on, right? And just ask, hey, uh, if we, uh, we threw it out there, a bathtub Bluetooth speaker Keurig machine party at Bob's house, do you think Chris Archer wants to be part of this party? And they would probably just laugh and be like, what are you talking about? Be like, okay, thanks for coming on. Cindy just tweeted, Chris Archer, don't be alarmed, Chris. Mikey and Bob are the funniest and sweetest guys on the radio. Welcome. Well, that goes without saying. Bob just put the invite out there. Uh, your wife, Rebecca, just tweeted that she threw away your Keurig machine. Hmm. Did you know that, or is that a shock to you? Did she just throw it out this morning? I know we moved it, but yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know. It moved locations and you didn't notice, and then it just found its way into the trash? What's the life of a Keurig machine? It was at its full, you know, it's been around for a while. It just kind of looks nasty and kind of grungy, and you don't really trust coffee out of it anymore. No, I didn't want to drink coffee out of it anymore. All right. Well, what the hell are you going to give Chris Archer then? I'll buy a new Keurig. Just for Chris Archer? Yeah. I feel like he's got to take this invite now then. Feel like he's got to take the invite now. What did we tease that we were gonna do on the show? Didn't we just tease that we were gonna talk about something? I don't know. Cause I did not expect to be talking again about Chris Archer possibly going to a bathtub party with you. I'm telling you, man. Well, we, you're invited too. We completely blew it. We completely blew it. Why? Uh, because we should have had a baseball expert on. Today and uh, and yesterday to break down the trade deadline. Uh, our buddy Matt, who works in sales here at iHeartRadio Pittsburgh, uh, sent us an email. Said, hey, heard you guys on the show this morning that somebody might want to possibly sponsor a Naked People segment. Will you send me anybody that comes your way? All right, sponsorship is open. I'm making the executive decision right now, even though I have no power to. If you'd like to sponsor <laughs> Naked Stories on our show. Yeah, I don't know. Just tweet us or something like that. Oh, we were supposed to talk about the guy with the the meat in his pants. You're right. 
Man, huh. we get sidetracked. All right, coming up next on the show, we'll give away some Taylor Swift tickets. Okay. For the show on Tuesday at Heinz Field. Get mm-hmm. you qualified to be upgraded to the Snake Pit. And coming up next, I promise, mm-hmm. unless Chris Archer, new Pirates pitcher, calls us, we will be talking about a guy sticking meat down his pants. What a tease. It's all next. Uh, this happened down in North Carolina. Somebody was caught with, uh, I believe it was $100 of meat in their pants. A lot of meat. All right, let's get to this story. Is it really, though? $100 worth of meat? If you're getting the right meat, $100 is not that much. If you're getting, like, top-notch steaks, $100 is not a lot of meat. I mean, if you're getting a lot, if you're getting a hundred dollars worth of hot dogs, there's a lot of hot dogs to be sticking in your pants. You're containing but. it in your pants. That's true. All right, let's get to this story. North Carolina. Police outside Raleigh, North Carolina, have nabbed a suspected shoplifter with a serious appetite. Yeah, they say the man grabbed about $160 worth of ribeye steaks from a Walmart. Okay, so it's $160 worth of steaks. To me. That is probably a lot of meat to be sticking in the pants, right? Yeah, like that's, I know, that's not just two steaks. That's not just like front that, and back of the underwear. That's and, like and we're talking ribeye too. Filling, filling those pants. One hundred and sixty dollars of ribeye in the pants. Of course, he tried to hide them by shoving them down his pants. Nobody will notice, right? No, he took off on a moped, but officers caught him and grilled him about the steaks. Ah, oh my God! Did they have to write grilled him about the steaks? Wait, there? did they just glance over that he took off on a moped? <laughs> they did. With a pants full of meat? <laughs> glanced over that. Like the getaway vehicle is a moped? However, we're not going to glance over that. A little scooter? To me, that is almost as good as the fact that he has $160 worth of ribeye steaks down his pants. The fact that he drove away on a moped <laughs> with pants full of meat. You would think if you're going to steal that much meat down your pants... I don't know, you just have a better getaway. You'd have a getaway car or something yeah. waiting right outside for you. Poor planning. Said you got to drive the moped yourself. Uh, you sit down on the seat. Squishy meat. Oh, oh, grilled oh. him about the steak. So the guy apparently said he wanted to have a cookout yeah. and then maybe sell whatever he didn't eat. Okay, hold on, wait, hold on. This, all right, this guy, $160 worth of ribeye steaks, drives away on a moped. Yeah. When he got caught, said he just wanted to have a cookout, and then he wanted to sell what he didn't eat. Nobody wants your ass meat that's left over. Ass meat? Nobody wants that. Who the hell is going to buy this guy's extra meat? I mean, you don't know it's been down his pants, though, right? Who buys and sells meat with just, like, their neighbors and friends, though? Like, how'd you get this? Seems weird buying strange meat, right? You're not just going to buy it from this random guy. I don't know, but he was going to sell the meat that he didn't use. All right, let's get to the end of the story here. Again, this guy with $160 worth of steak down his pants in North Carolina. You know, might have a few leftovers after that. Leftovers. Cops on the scene say he was packing some serious meat. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Cops on the scene say he was packing some serious meat. Oh. oh. <laughs> My favorite part of this entire story is this very end of it. Where the female anchor says, you know, she's just reading what's on the prompt. Yep, yep, trying to wrap Cops it up. Cops say he was packing some serious meat. 
probably not the best copy to write out for the news right there, right? And then you just hear, I don't know who it is. It might be a co-anchor. It might be a weatherman. You just hear him. Cops on the scene say he was packing some serious meat. Oh. Oh. I love how there is just a pause after she delivers that line, too. There's just a pause while she waits for, can somebody else help me here? Please save me. I just said he's packing some serious Cops meat. Cops on the scene say he was packing some serious meat. Got ya. Oh. oh. You just hear oh. off. Oh. Off camera, off mic. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful right there. Guy, guy with meat down his pants. Oh. In uh, North Carolina. Uh, Simon tweets us here, a picture of a steak. No lie, people sell meat on Facebook Marketplace. It is a picture of a uh, big piece of meat, $5 grass-fed beef. Okay. Who in the hell is buying meat (laughs) off of Facebook? All right, I'm thinking this is more rural areas. Places where you can't just go to a store. It's a quick trip to a store to buy uh, slabs of meat. Dude, this meat's on like a paper plate. <laughs> it just looks so sketchy. It's like they You're didn't right. grill it, so they're just like, all right, I'll throw it up on Facebook. Well, of course, they didn't grill it. <laughs> no, I but mean, it's they're... like they, they had it out to like cook it, and then it didn't make the cut. <laughs> like an extra piece of beef that couldn't fit on the grill? Yeah. So they want to get their money for it and be like, extra beef. Got it here. $5. Who is selling things on Facebook Marketplace? That's a thing. Who's going to somebody's house to pick up strange meat? I hate, I think I hate everything about Facebook. I'm here for the beef. I, I think I'm I'm at the point where I even hate friends and family on Facebook now. You know? I feel like when Facebook first started, it was a big party. You, you, you got to interact and see what people were doing that maybe you grew up with, went to school with. And now you like you know more about those people, and you realize you hate them. Yeah, I think yep. that's what it is. Now people are trying to sell you meat. <laughs> you gotta unfriend the person who tries to sell you meat on Facebook, right? Like you know, on Facebook, there's a couple options. One is like stay friends with this person, but like hide them from your main feed or yeah, whatever. Yeah, hide their posts. You don't do that. You have to actually go to their profile. And unfriend that person who's trying to sell you meat on Facebook. Who's selling things on Facebook? Gross. Uh, Paulie tweets is here. No lie, one of the local bars I go to has a strange meat guy. Come on. I come on. Like he just sets up shop? And these people just jump up to buy his meat? He's not getting me on this. But he says that people will buy meat from the strange meat guy at his local bar. I need to know what local bar that is. I need to know the name of the meat guy. I need to know how much meat he's selling. I need to know what he's selling. What the hell is... Is that like a guy like grilling like... Is he grilling meat or is he selling like raw meat? Nah, I think they, it seems like this guy just goes into the bar like everybody knows he's the meat guy oh, and like, God. hey, come out to my trunk. Oh, you know, I got I got slabs of beef. I got steaks out in the trunk. I don't know, man. Listen, maybe this is just a rural thing. Maybe you gotta live a few hours from a big city in meat swapping. <laughs> 
Okay, Google meat swapping. I don't think I need to Google Go- this. Google meat swapping uh. right now. Turn the safe search off Google. and see what happens. Cops on the scene say he was packing some serious meat. Oh. Uh, Keggy tweets is here. So I just got in the uh, car and I have a gnat in my coffee dead. Did he pee when he died? Do bugs pee? I don't think you're drinking the coffee if you have a dead gnat in your coffee. Gnats are really small, though. So once you scoop it out, I think it depends on the cup of coffee. If you bought an expensive cup of coffee and it's a bigger cup of coffee, like if you went top-notch, you know, if you're getting all the creamers and everything in it and you just see a little gnat on the top, I think I'm just taking that out and I'm acting like I didn't see anything. But if it's dead and drowned, I'm pretty sure, and Bob, you can look this up, every living thing goes to the bathroom when they die. Hmm. So, yes, I believe that gnat urinated in your coffee. But listen, gnats are tiny, so how much gnat urine are we really talking about? And could that actually enhance the cup of coffee? A little update here. A little splash of creamer. A little. Oh, hold on, hold on. You got an update? What's the update, Bob? What, what's the Meat update? Meat swapping is not that bad to Google. I thought it'd be like filthy, and it's not. Okay. It's like talking about. It's all like links to like vegetarian. Like what you can swap meat for. Oh, people that want like grass-fed beef and stuff like that, and they can't get it around them, so they need the place to go and meat swap then, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And insects do not urinate, so. Wait, hold on. We've solved all the problems. No insects urinate at all? Uh, according to the Stop. internet. Stop. All mean, right. What, what site are you on for that? Or is there multiple links? Uh, Do you have like a couple le- links? Yeah, there's like legit sources there. I mean, I don't know how legit you can be when you're asking. All right, yeah, that's true. Do bugs pee or poop? But you mean to tell me that insects, specifically insects like gnats, do not even urinate at all? No, uh. Uh-uh. I had no clue. I mean, I thought pretty much every living thing went to the bathroom. Like, what do they do then? Do insects poop? Insects got to poop, right? They have to. I mean, otherwise, what do they do? Just eat and die? Uh, it says their waste is just a uric acid, but it doesn't say how it's, like, oh let out God. of the body. Right, you need to do some research on this. Mm-hmm. By the end of Science. the show, by the end of the show, We're learning. I, I need a legitimate answer. Do insects go to the bathroom? I need an answer by the end of the show. It's been 24 hours, I need more. Uh, Paulsy tweets us here. This ain't rural. Characters in Carrick. Uh, there is a mystery meat man who slings hundreds of dollars of meat. I don't know. Carrick meat man. Cashing in. Do cities have a meat man like that? Like, where do you find them? The Maybe meat man? we're missing out. It could be. Maybe the underground meat man's got the hookup. I don't know if I'm trusting street meat, though. Yeah, he rides street meat. Uh, Nick tweets here, I've seen the strange meat guy at a local bar in Monroeville. Okay, why are they always bars, too? Is that where the, uh, I feel like this is some sort of, like, legal drug deal that takes place. Because from a lot of our listeners, it seems like somebody will walk into a bar and everybody will know, oh, Meat Man's here, real quick, who wants some, some steaks? You I mean, gotta go outside and around back. If you're on a bar, though, where do you put the meat? 
Like, do you leave at that point? Like, is the party over? I don't know. Uh, Andrew tweets us here. One summer at Cal U, two guys went door to door in an old Plymouth minivan selling cuts of meat out of a cooler. It was the creepiest encounter of my college life. (laughs) Find interesting ways to make some uh, extra money in college. You come across uh, some some extra beef. Get your parents' minivan. <laughs> All right, if you if you're the meat person and you have extra meat that you're selling, yeah. Do you go straight up ice cream man? Do you play music loudly with your windows down? I think you do. I think you have to have like some sort of meaty song Dude, that plays to let everybody know. Play that burger song. Let them know you're coming. <laughs> That's what it is. Rolling down the street with the burger song. Right, you on. think you think this is what would be uh, playing? Um, Oh, you're right, man. You're right. I mean, you hear that. You're right. You know the meat man's coming. Yeah, you're coming outside for that. I'm coming out of the bar for this. I'm coming out of the bar for that song right there. Now, me and Bob never really had a weird college experience because we both dropped out of college before. I think we really had weird college experiences. However, this is what me and Bob used to do. Because me and Bob, if you don't know the history of our show, we both grew up together right around, uh, eh, you know, probably 10 to 12 years old, and we were playing Little League Baseball. We were on the same team. Uh, we went to junior high together. We went to high school together. And then after high school, we both real quick dabbled in college for like a couple semesters, and then we were done. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our friends were going to college, so we would spend our weekends at different colleges drinking and partying so we still had that college experience kind of we've gone world tours we call it through our different friends by going to different colleges so we never really had the full college experience of being a student and going to class really we just had the college partying experience the weirdest thing that ever happened to us was a night when me and bob were partying at western michigan university right Yep. We uh, had some friends that went there. And I specifically remember this because it is one of the, it's really, I think maybe the only time I've ever encountered a naked person in public. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, me too. Uh, We were at Western Michigan University at a party. Uh, we were outside. There were some people just on the porch. There were some people down the street at different houses. And, you know, it's just college Everybody atmosphere. knows each other. Yeah, everybody's talking. Uh, people are intermingling with different parties and stuff. And all of a sudden, this guy comes riding down the street. Mm-hmm. He was a college kid, too. I don't think he was enrolled at, at Western Michigan. He comes rolling down the street on his bike, completely butt-ass naked. Completely butt naked. Fully nude. Riding a bike down the street. And I, at that it wasn't point... Like a, it wasn't like a mountain bike either. He was on like a, like a BMX bike. Yeah, like that. yeah. It didn't look like he was going to get in any races no, with that uh, bike. He I think m- he had pegs on it, though, so he- room for one more. <laughs> We did not We did not then get on the pegs No. when huh? we saw the naked character on the bike. So, again, not a mountain bike. Just like a BMX bike, so he's not—he's not going on any, uh, you know, long bike race. However, though, he might take some sweet ramps. 
Yeah, he, he might can, he might hop a curve. He can do jumps or wheelies at any time. So this guy was naked. So we, uh, you know, being the people we are, we don't we don't stray away from this guy. We go more towards the street because we want to have a naked guy on a bike encounter. And he just rolls up. He rolls up on us. And uh, I believe he asked for a beer. I mean, it wasn't like a dude riding through the street, like yelling, like trying to be funny. No. Dude was just riding naked. He was riding like he had clothes on. We'll put it like that. Casually riding naked through the streets. He rolled up on us. I believe he asked for a beer. Mm -hmm, I -hmm. believe he got one. We were so stunned. What do you ask a naked man on a bike when you encounter him? We asked what his name was. You got to know his name, right? I mean, he's legend. We just respected him. We were like, man, this is awesome. Here's your beer. You're like, what's your what's your name, man? Because I think we were thinking we were going to have more conversation with the naked guy on the bike, right? So I think, you know, you meet somebody new, a college party, you know, scenario going on. What's your name, man? He gave us his name and then rode off into the night. All he said was, my name is Cheese. And then rode away into the night, never to be seen or heard from again. Yes. Mikey and Bob, it is the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. We need to uh, clean up some things from the uh, show here that we were mentioning uh, earlier. I was raging about the movie uh, from 1993, The Sandlot. Cult classic baseball movie, right? Uh, I get angry when I see Sandlot shirts that have a picture of the great Hambino on it. That says you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the it's not a picture of the scene where he actually says you're killing me, Smalls. Like I get angry at that. I'm it's, like, that's not the point of the movie where he says that line. Just a picture of him. Because I know my daughter Addison wanted a "You're killing me, Smalls" Sandlot shirt. Uh, I think we got her one maybe for Christmas or something like that or her birthday, and I specifically got her one. With the scene where he's saying you're killing me, Smalls, in the movie. Because there's like 20 different ones you can get that say you're killing me, Smalls, that have different scenes from the movies. Uh, Let's fully break it down here. He actually says it twice in the movie because there was some dispute earlier when he says you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, if you weren't listening earlier, Mike got pretty heated. I did. Uh, at one point, they're eating s'mores, right? And uh, Scotty Smalls in the movie asks, you know... He was asked, do you want a s'more? And he says, s'more what? That's when uh, the great Hambino says, you're killing me, Smalls. Uh, there is also a part where they're uh, about to go on the ride when they eat the chewing tobacco. And he's offered chewing tobacco. And uh, Smalls apparently says, what do you do with this? That's when, again, he says, you're killing me, Smalls. It looks like uh, two. And that's on the internet, so it's got to be true. So it looks like two times in the movie he says, you're killing me, Smalls. But a lot of times you'll look for a Sandlot shirt and it won't be one of those scenes. Got to be careful when you're buying a Sandlot shirt. I'm telling you. <laughs> Do insects pee or poop, Bob? Um, not in the same way that humans do, or I guess an animal, like a you know a mammal would do. Yeah. Um, they do pass. It's called okay. uric acid and random waste through their body. Okay. Through the hind portion, the hind gut of their body. Um, this is Nature Corner happening yeah, right yeah, now yeah. on the show. Educational part of the show. Yeah, it's not so much like a human would pass anything. But okay, so insects do go to the bathroom, but it's a little differently than uh, than humans. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got something here that says insects do poop, but we call their poop 
Frass. F-R-A-S-S. Yeah, I saw frass. that too. Some insect frass is liquid while other insects form their frass into pellets. In any case, the insect is eliminating waste from its body through its, you know, part there. And uh, that basically defines that, yes, insects do uh, do poop. I think it matters what insect, too. Okay. Because uh, some insects go, go all out with the frass and some don't frass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a good that's a good word. I like that. Frass. Oh my god. Out here dropping frass. Yeah, I gotta take a frass. Like you could tell people at work today that you're dropping a hot frass and nobody's gonna question you. Yeah, Google it. All right. Passing uh, frass. <laughs> passing frass. Fran in the office has a gas problem. She's just passing frass. Frassy Fran. <laughs> okay. Uh, later this afternoon with Scottro, more chances to go to the Taylor Swift show, big 96 one kiss show reputation world tour, Heinz field, Taylor Swift tickets around three 30 and four 30 with your chance to uh, upgrade to snake pit, uh, tickets. There is another Taylor Swift contest going live today around noon on the 96 one kiss Facebook page. If you want more Taylor tickets that way. So make sure you like us on Facebook. Just look up uh 96 one kiss Pittsburgh. Uh, around 5.30 today, Freak Show question of the day. You could win a prize, some tickets maybe to something. Uh, if you win uh, Freak Show question of the day today, end of the show all the time, we give you a question from the show and the answer. If you get it right at 5.30, uh, you win something. Freak Show question of the day today, what was the name of the naked guy on a bike that uh, me and Bob both encountered at a college party? The answer is Cheese. <laughs> We won't go into the whole story again, but there was one time we were at a college party, saw a guy on a bike naked, asked him what his name was. He said his name was Cheese. Cheese is the answer to the freak show question of the day. Uh, Buckos at home tonight versus the Cubs. They are six games back of the Cubs in the NL Central, three games back from a wild card spot. Chris Archer, the new pitcher that they uh, traded from from Tampa Bay, uh, should be making his uh, way to town and I'm pretty sure before he heads, uh, heads to the ballpark, if you're listening earlier, he's going to stop at Bob's house for a bath and coffee. I mean, no official response yet, though. So And jams through a maybe, speaker. Maybe he's going to slide the DMs. All right. Uh, get all frassy at Bob's with the new bucko pitcher. Is that it? I think that's it now, right? I think we've covered about uh, uh, everything. Yeah, we're right. good. If you miss anything, stream and download the full episode or whatever we did today. Uh, it's the Mikey and Bob podcast, all free on the iHeartRadio app. Get that. The Ryan Seacrest Show starts right now. Talk to you Bye. KST HD Pittsburgh. Let's go. This is on air with Ryan Seacrest. Midweek here. It's the first day of August. We're there. A lot of people stopping by. I'll tell you about that too.